my name is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Nancy Nix Rice. Nancy is an image, wardrobe, and color consultant. She is a stylist that helps women develop wardrobes that really work for them, regardless of age, bank balance, or size tag. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Mish. How are you? I am awesome. And I love, love, love that we're doing this because you and I have worked together and I am, I'm absolutely, I absolutely adore you. And I'm also just fascinated. I love your approach to all of this. You're not like the new trend this year is this weird ass jacket that everybody's <laughs> buying. You know, everybody should buy that. You're like, Let's not buy that jacket that doesn't fit you, that doesn't work for you and your color and da 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 da. And I love how you just help these women to to really have their own sense of style that really fits them. Well, it's the difference between I compare it to fashion is what's on the menu. Style is what you decide to order and actually have. Perfect. Perfect. And so you do this in a number of ways. One, you've got a, a community of, of women that meet regularly where uh-huh. you have different topics to explore and such with them. And then you've got, you know, you're always rocking your social media and what have you. And you're super involved with sewing groups, which I think is super cool. So Where do you want to start, Nancy? You tell me. Well, let me start by talking about the most basic element of how people understand what looks good on them. Because most people know what they think is cute, but it's not about the cutest clothes. It's about the clothes that make you look the cutest. And I use cutest as a plug-in for whatever way it is you want to look, right. not not that cute is our object. But what people don't understand is that it, when we're dissatisfied with anything about our own appearance, and as women, we are so trained to be dissatisfied this with our true. appearance because that dissatisfaction can be a huge moneymaker mm-hmm. for people who want to sell us beauty products, hair products, exercise regimens, diet pills, whatever. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that we are all beautiful. We're just beautiful in different ways. And the secret to finding the things that showcase us is to repeat in our wardrobes what we are, things that that relate, that are similar and go together then make the whole picture look cohesive. Right. So I call it points of connection. And what I mean by that is that the more of a woman's innate characteristics we can repeat in the clothing that she's wearing, the more fabulous she's going to look. And what's cool is then the more fabulous the clothes are going to look too. So even if she's not buying terribly expensive designer clothing, the garments are going to look classier just by that repetition. Right. It's right. so it's so easy and yet so misunderstood. And what's fascinating is that you're able to help people to have a wardrobe that has so many interchangeable parts it's like you need less clothes, but you could do more with that less clothes. Well, it's that happens 
almost without trying, once you understand this points of connection umbrella concept, because everything that looks good on you almost automatically goes together because it's got those similarities of your own personal characteristics. But you're right, the impact is amazing. I'm doing a little series in my online community right now about how to buy less and get more use out of the clothes that you have with various um, formulas, really, about how to build outfits. And one of the, the sessions that I was just working on over the weekend takes a basic navy blue skirt and a little navy blue shell and builds literally dozens of outfits based on the various overlayer tops that I have in my own closet. And then you realize that if that overlayer works with the navy shell and the navy skirt, it also works with the navy shell and the navy pants. So boom, we just double the number of outfits. Oh yeah. And if I or the client that I'm working with has a pair of dark wash blue jeans, do you know a woman who doesn't have dark right, wash blue exactly. jeans? Boom, just double those outfits again. It's endless and it's so easy, but nobody teaches, not nobody. Well, I know somebody few, that does. <laughs> very, very few other people teach this stuff and Part of that is because so many of the um, YouTubers, for instance, who talk about fashion mm -hmm. are commissioned by the lines of clothing that right, they promote. Right. So they're invested in getting their viewers to buy more stuff. Right. I'm invested in helping people. It's not that they're never going to shop, for sure. Sure, we love but, shopping. We love but, to get new things. But to make smart choices that are going to live on and on and on in their wardrobes so they can look wonderful every day and really love and enjoy the things that they have. Right, and not get caught. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is that you help people to understand a trend that is really not going to last. And I, I was I was laughing the other day when you were talking about, you know, that cutout shoulder thing that lasted for about a day. Um, you know, and all these people were wearing these cutout shoulders and, and then people realized this is like cold and uncomfortable and not that cute actually. And so you help people to understand those things that look that that is not going to last. That isn't going to that does not have sustainable a sustainable factor for your wardrobe. Exactly. And it's fun. Like t the most popular class that I do in my online community is twice a year. We look at what are the new seasonal trends. But first we look at it on the runway, which is, of course, designed for shock value. Right. Um, and so extreme that no regular person is going to wear it. And then we look at it toned down. How is this going to really show up in the marketplace? And then how gimmicky is it or how close is it to something classic that can live on in your wardrobe? And then most importantly, what body types, what 
color patterns of real women are going to be flattered by this. Mm-hmm. And, and then it makes sense to hop on a trend. Because you always want to look current, of course, like you're right. not living in the dark ages, um, but not to get caught up in the rat race of having to have the newest trend of everything. And not only is that more effective for the individual woman who's doing it, but many people don't realize that discarded clothing is the second largest polluter of our planet. Right. Second only to fossil fuels. And it's really a terrifying and overwhelming problem that this continuous churn for the hottest new thing at the cheapest price um, is driving. And it's it's not only hurting the, the ecological systems, but it's unbelievably damaging to the population's in the offshore areas where those garments are being produced. Right. It's it's heart-wrenching. Well, and it's it's really interesting to me. I shared with this shared this with you at some point about how as a person that, you know, I like going to the resale shops and we'll have to talk about your oh, yes. favorite. Um, but you know, I like I like going to the, you know, the goodwills out there and those kind of places. And I remember at one point being at a goodwill and thinking, this is all like practically new. Like this is stuff that people bought, wore it for a season and got rid of it mm-hmm. and then went to the next, okay, what's hot now? And I was thinking, oh, this doesn't seem like a great idea. You know, yay, I get to find it right now, but not a good idea. Well, and part of the problem with that is that a lot of it is being driven by what's called fast fashion, right? which means these very low price churn it out um, retailers and and therefore production in the fashion world. And then it's amplified by social media influencers who once they've photographed themselves in an outfit, Mm -hmm. it's trash, it's out the door. Um, And implies to people that that churn is really important. And unfortunately, the way that those garments can be made so affordable is not only through exploitive labor practices, but also through cheap materials and poor construction. Exactly. So unfortunately, many of them don't make it to a resale level because they just look like a rag after the first time they're washed, for instance, or after just a few wearings. There was a, I, I was watching a, a TikTok video the other day of a woman that was, um, it was a large department store that she had targeted and she was, and she was like, okay, what the heck? And and she, she's like, this dress, this dress is on sale right now for $458. And then she showed how poorly, how poorly constructed it was. And, you know, like buttons that were barely you know she's like these buttons are about ready to fall off she's like look at how these seams don't match up and and you know and I was thinking that is just insane who is buying this dress for 450 something dollars and it's it's not going it has zero lasting ability here and that's that's I think driven by a store name And a designer name on the item. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a a prestige 
associated yeah, that with I that. I purchased this whether, and it's made by. Yeah. Yes, whether it's validated by the quality of the item or not. Now, I don't mean at all to um, dismiss the idea of shopping in the secondary market. Um, resale shops from the premier ones all the way down to the Goodwill can be wonderful sources of um, fun clothes at great prices mm -hmm. and at, um, at a healthier approach for the environment as well. And one of the things that I think is so much fun about shopping resale is that you're not locked into the current season trend. Right. So for instance, right now we're in a season where shades of brown and caramel and camel are very ascending. And for so many of my clients, that's wonderful um, because those colors are really, really flattering mm -hmm. on a specific segment of the population, and they're not usually very available. So that's the good news side of it. The flip side of it is that my clients who want gray shades, anything from charcoal to silvery grays, those really are not the focus in the marketplace right now. So it's incredibly hard to find them. But in a resale marketplace, it cuts across all that seasonality because right. people donate things to resale outlets at all the points of the calendar. So it's you find a much wider range of things. You're much less likely to show up at the party wearing the same outfit that somebody else has right. um, when you're shopping in resale. The downside, of course, is that then at Macy's, let's say, if you spot a great item and it's not there in your size, no problem, they can order it from another store. That's not going to no, happen right, in the right. resale world. Now, if it's too big and it's worth it to you to, if you have the skills to alter it yourself or to have someone remake it, and, and I've done that when I've found something that was magnificent fabric, um, but not my size. I've remade things and, and You're cut so them You're so skilled down. in that one. Yeah. Well, that that's a fun hobby for me. And it is for lots of the women that I work with. Um, it's interesting. When I was a, was much younger, we thought about sewing in terms of being the most economical way to have a wardrobe. And I remember my mother sewed all of my so clothes. So did my, my mom did too. When I was all, growing up, my mom's, I, I looked like I just stepped out of Vogue as a kid, but yeah. And, and and everyone had that skill. Mm -hmm. And then as women went back into the workplace, there wasn't the bandwidth to right. keep doing Too that. much time to do that. Um, but it became more of a creative, artistic, hobbyist kind of pursuit, um, which women <coughs> could sort of... <coughs> Sorry, Nancy. Sorry, Sanka. No oh, problem. Hold on. We'll get back to that. I was trying to quell this cough, and then it came out anyway. Oh, I was like, okay, I'll just take a sip of something. Whew, all right. Back to what we were saying. Okay. So we were saying that when women went back into the workforce, and not back into the workforce, really, into the workforce right. in big numbers, a lot of the so-called womanly hobbies got put on the back burner, and certainly for many people, sewing was one of those. But... 
it's ascending again, yeah. and which is really fun to see, both with younger women who are loving the creativity of it and with women who are slowing down in their careers or retiring at ages when they're certainly still very vibrant and very invested in, in their appearance um, and are picking back up on their sewing interests um, because it's a way to get exactly what you want without being tied into what are the, the current fashion trends and how well do they suit you fitting because let's face it women's bodies are not standard sizing right and right. for many 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 women finding clothes that truly fit them um, is really a challenge I joke that fit means much more than I can zip it um, <laughs> there's a there's a lot more nuance right um, about lengths and about where the fullness of the garment falls vis-a-vis -vis the fullness of your body so many specifics um, that women who are returning to cultivating their sewing skills in numbers that really I find very surprising. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it really like, is so like cool. Back. That's awesome. It it really is. Very cool. So, um, in fact, we I just got to say this because I thought it was, we had a fun conversation the other day about blue jeans, the mm -hmm. millions of different fits of blue jeans and, and shades of blue. And, you know, I was, I was talking to Nancy about how I, this one pair of blue jeans, they fit me so cute, except that they had built in hips and I don't have hips. So that, that I looked ridiculous. I had to take those off, but it's finding a pair of blue jeans is really difficult, but you say there are options out there where you can you find the style of jeans you like, and then that style comes in different different body, body types, types which i think is fascinating this is is really one of my favorite discoveries as a personal shopper to be absolutely honest i did everything i could do to avoid shopping for jeans with a client because it's so frustrating right. um and as a personal shopper, that's your job to right. demystify that. <laughs> but now I've located a company that makes various styles of jeans, various leg shapes and whatever, but and a huge range of sizes from zero to 28, I believe, um, and offers every design in three different body types. So there's a body type number one, which mm -hmm. is the straighter silhouette where there's not a lot of outward curve from the waist to the hip line. That's mm -hmm. the style that would fit you. Right. And then there's a, a size range that they call size two, not, not size, size two, two but, but yeah, but style two that's for a more average amount of curve from the waistline out to the hip line, what we often call an hourglass figure. Um, and then there's a style three, which is for a more voluptuous curve, so much more fullness through the hip and thigh area. Um, think um, Jennifer Lopez. Right. And so often 
women think in every aspect, but especially in jeans, that, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. I don't have any hips. Yeah. I have too much curve, whatever. It's not that there's anything wrong with the person. It's that there's a mismatch between the person and the garment. And no, nothing other than truly custom made is going to 100% answer this, that question for people. But boy, to have access to a line that gives you specific cuts for those three most common body types, which encompass about 98% of the population, is such a step forward. Right, right. Can we say the name of them? I, we most certainly can say okay. the name of it. The company is called Measure and Made. That's awesome. So tell people how they can find out more about you and then and then also how they can join your network. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing, you've got a group of people that love and adore you that are so, like, that want, let me just tell you, once they start with Nancy, they're, that's it, they're going to stay. They're not leaving because the value is right there for them to constantly keep them updated on and thinking through how to look great. Well, you're very sweet to say that. So the online community is a subscription membership. And when people join, then we bring them in in cohorts. And we start with a six-week class that goes in depth on color selection, on understanding your body type, on understanding your facial shape and facial structure, all those basics. So then when I'm doing ongoing master classes or mini sessions or whatever, everyone is working from the same baseline information because unfortunately there is so much ineffective or flat out wrong information out in the world mm -hmm. about what looks good on people. Right. And part of the beauty of the community is that then day in and day out, members are posting an outfit or posting something that they're considering buying and asking for input and opinions from the other members. And now everybody is working from the same correct information. Exactly. And it really is fun to see the love and support and connections that come about through the community. And it's so valuable because this is not a one-and-done topic. Right. This is not, here's my book. My book is wonderful. Right. But it's a starting point. A color consultation, which I love doing with people and is, in, is completely foundational to mm -hmm. building a right wardrobe, but it's one piece of the puzzle, and there's constantly something new. I find that a client or a, a participant in the community will raise a given question. And sometimes I'll have, boom, here's the answer. And other times I'll have to stop and say, wow, nobody's ever asked me that before. And I see it. Mm -hmm. But now I need to take what I see, having done this work for 30 years, and put it into words and into a concept 
that that now can be transferred to someone else. And the community allows me to not only work with women here in St. Louis or with women in areas that I travel to, but literally members all over the world. We have participants from Germany and Australia and Canada, um, as well as pretty much every state in the union and mm -hmm. every climate. And looking at how although the applications of the principles vary depending on lifestyle and climate and all of those things, the principles never change. And so it's so fascinating for me and for the participants to see how Susie Q in Germany took this concept and here's what she did with it, and here's the result. Right. And, you know, her colleague in Australia applied it entirely differently. Same principle, but it's different because her body is different or her coloring is different. It's it's really a magical, ongoing learning experience. And a cool, cool community. It's on Mighty Networks. Yep. And if they look up Nancy Nix Rice, they'll find you. Um, yes, the easiest thing to do is just start on my website, right. um, which is very cleverly named. I was so creative when I thought of this. <laughs> um, it's called nancynixrice.com. <laughs> I know. I joke that I use all my creativity <laughs> dressing my clients. I didn't. But have it's any easy to find over. you. No, no, no. It's 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 easy to find you now because that and then go to the website and that's where you can Facebook and Instagram and all those places that you and a great YouTube channel. The YouTube Thank channel you. has so much information. And when it comes to creating content, you are an ever flowing fountain. I, I love talking about this stuff, yeah. <laughs> as and you, you can plainly tell. But you tell. never run out of topics. I mean, it's it's amazing just working with you. It's like there are just topics and topics and topics. It's nonstop. It's, I love it. Well, and so many of the topics come from my clients, from right. the things that they ask or struggle with or are working on. And um, and you're right. It, it really is ongoing and it's so magical. In fact, I'm doing a session in the community later this month that's just an opportunity for folks to hop on a, a live Zoom call and share their successes and the positive feedback that they've gotten based on what they're How doing. Fun. Because I think that we always take our own successes kind of for granted. Mm -hmm. I learned this when I used to teach the Dale Carnegie course. And one of the things that we really focused on was having people share their successes because then other people could go, oh, wow, if she if she's having that success, I'm going to try what she did and I'm going to pay more attention to the successes that I have. Right. Like one woman in this this just casual discussion about it said, you know, funny that you should mention that at church yesterday. Somebody came up to me. I was doing the reading, so I was up front. And somebody came up to me and said, you know, like I always thought you were cute, whatever. I never realized you are stunning. Oh, she nice. Stunning. That's a nice word to use. That, yes. That's heart fluttering. Yes. Um, and it was, she said, now I know it was absolutely because of the color I was wearing that you told me to try. Oh. 
I've never felt stunning. Yeah. And we get to have that. And we, we get, get to get be get stunning. To Absolutely. Wonderful. And I sort of joke that that COVID and staying home and everything um, sort of lowered the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really not that hard anymore to be the best dressed person in the room. <laughs> and as, as one of my clients said not long ago, you know, somebody's got to be that girl. I it might love as it. well be me. It's going to be me. Oh my God. I love that. That's awesome. And when it can be you without a ton of effort, without shopping until you drop, without right. losing 10 pounds, without you spending know winning the lottery and spending yes, an outrageous exactly. amount of money, when you can walk in your closet and know that no matter what garment you pick up, you could build multiple different outfits around it put on any one of them and walk out the door feeling like a million bucks. I love it. And we deserve that. We do deserve it. We do. Thanks for... Yay us. Thanks for... Yes, yay us. Well, I have some fun questions for you. Are you ready? I am. Okay. My first question is, if you could travel to any time in history, what would it be? Well, this is not a fashion answer. That's fine. But if I could travel back in history, it would be to the civil rights movement of the 60s. And I would be a participant in a much more full-throated way. I was a high schooler in the Deep South when all of that was going on Mm -hmm. and um, did not see that work very accurately. Oh, that's nice. that's the thing I'm probably the most um, regretful to have missed. Okay, I love that's that's so you. I love that. And yes, well, and I and obviously we can all keep working on equity exactly wherever we are. And I try to do that. But. Equitability is a big deal, and it's something that if we all got our radar on and really understood it through a more loving filter. We could make things happen. Well, and and through the filter that lets us understand that equity for anybody doesn't mean less for us. Yes. It means more for everyone. Yes, yes, it's, yes, it's yes. It's really so true and so important. Yeah, that's a that's a, a a very strange stance when someone's like, but then it means less for me. You're like, okay, you're not getting it. Actually, and that's so not true. Yeah, it's just this, not true. This has nothing to do with fashion, but I was just at a lecture from a WashU professor who's written a book called The Poverty Paradox that explores Mm. the phenomenal cost to our country of keeping people in poverty and all the productivity that's lost, all the, the value that's lost, as well as the costs than of safety net kinds of programs right. that that we just don't even think about. It's it's absolutely fascinating. What an interesting. The poverty paradox. Yeah, that sounds read like a great it. read. Okay, now I have a funny one because okay because I know you need that was and heavy and now this I now think is light. okay. Well, this is well. It actually has to be with if you were a super villain villain. <laughs> Like, this just cracks me up. If you were a supervillain, what would your ridiculous demand be for world domination? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would insist that every woman immediately go out and buy a really properly fitted bra. 
we can defeat gravity. I love it. Oh my God. See, I just knew you with you. You're so sassy. I just love how you have this sassiness about you. I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to ask Nancy this question. Well, um, you know, that that's a funny thing because when you do the work that I do and you're a board president of a nonprofit, people really think you're going to be Miss Pris of the world. <laughs> and I am so the opposite. You are not that. Of Miss Pris. <laughs> Okay, so kindness is a big deal with me. This is what this whole podcast is about. It's people that are taking kindness next level, which you do in so many ways. I think you just live kindness in what you do. So share with us uh, a kindness you either witnessed, received, or have given as of late. Something top of mind. Um, a kindness that I have witnessed Oh, I know what it is. So one of the women who's been just a really active, lovely participant in the online community um, posted a day or two ago that she was going to need to step away from the group because she was looking at everything that she could possibly trim from her budget to mm. pay this huge vet bill because her beloved dog had cancer Aww. and what has been treated and is now cancer free. And she has this enormous vet bill hanging over her head. And someone else in the group has reached out to me to ask if they could cover her membership mm. for six months while she um, sort of got financially back on her feet. Oh, that is amazing. Isn't that super Yay. lovely? That's yeah. very lovely. And I mean, that's tough. I mean, taking care of pets sometimes. I mean, I know people that don't have pets don't get, but they become part of your family. So I know that people think, oh, that's too much to spend on a pet. And you're like, but it's kind of my family member. And so I'm going to spend this on the pet. But I love that. Yay. Oh, what a beautiful story. Yeah. Thank Isn't you, Nancy. Isn't that nice? Yeah. It just just people caring about other people's mental and emotional well-being. Yeah. It, it's not that she was going to starve or whatever. Right. But. Got to cut some corners for yeah. this. Yeah. For a, and, and this person who stepped up really understood what a neat support community this is about our lives, not just about our clothes. It's and, such a lovely yeah. community. Oh, I yay. That was super I love lovely. it. Well, Nancy, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for this everything so that you fun. do on this earth. I just love and adore you. And I know we have a lot more adventures we're going to be doing together. So thank you so much. Well, you are so welcome. We'll keep working together to empower women to see themselves as beautiful and worthy and then to stomp out into the world and do great things and be stunning. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Go out, be kind, and uh, wear something that really speaks to who you are. Thank